to start out with, I am not going to pick fights with people who don't believe in other people's rights. If it's online or in any forum, you either believe that humans have rights or you don't. If you don't and you think only people specific to your brand or mindset or beliefs are to be afforded rights, that's not something we're going to argue with over here. I want to talk tonight about eating disorders and the future. And so this is kind of like an odd thing that came up, but I get to go in tomorrow for a colonoscopy, or I guess it's today now because it's like 2 a.m. So I'm going in for a procedure, and there's been a pretty strict regimen on what and how you can eat and how much you can drink and all of that stuff, along with medications and otherwise um, just rules, so many rules. Um, It has been interesting because I think the part that I was dreading, one of the parts I've been dreading the most, I mean, obviously having a procedure is not going to be fun, but part I was dreading the most was today, which is basically clear liquid broth day. And as someone who's struggled with their relationship with food, I think it's hard to come back and be told both for your health and for your benefit, you have to follow something that is restrictive. And I'm not saying this in the case of like, If you are pre-diabetic or diabetic, like obviously you're avoiding sugars or different things. Same with PCOS. There are things that, you know, high cholesterol, you avoid fatty meats and things that are high in bad cholesterol. But for something to basically say you can't eat is was kind of a weird, it was a weird feeling. And I think it caused me more anxiety than the actual day. Well, I don't know, because I haven't gotten through the procedure yet. I'm just counting down my time until I take my second bottle of Clinpeak and move on. Um, I just assume I'm going to have to be up all night because of the amount of your liquids, fluids I have to drink, and that's, I'm trying to do everything according to what the instructions are, but I don't know if I felt better that it was not as hard as I thought it was going to be, or that it was mentally difficult for me to wrap my head around, you know, basically not eating for a day. I'll say not eating, but I did have a bowl of jello, so technically I ate 
Now that's the kind of thinking that we're used to in disordered eating forums and in the locker room or backstage is, well, I had some jello, so I ate. But now let's look back at the list of what is considered not really food. And if it's on there, that has to make you think, okay, so the thing I've eaten is not actually considered to have substantial value. It's always tricky this time of year. It's tricky with the holidays and we basically go through multiple phases of celebrations that are centered around a table. And we've talked about this before where it's hard to separate out your worth and what you eat and how you look and how you feel and explaining why you're eating a certain way or not and also having to rationalize it to yourself um, and deal with the emotional blowback of whatever comes from it. It can be a really tricky time and it can be a tricky time because you could be telling yourself you're fine and you might not be or you could be acknowledging that you're not fine and people are telling you you are um there's so much just literal weight that is put on clothing size and as masquerading as health and we all know that Health isn't just about a number on the scale. Health is a totality of a person. And while that number contributes to facets of it, there are different things that contribute to overall health. And you can't just judge a person's health by their pant size. So now that I've not eaten for 26 hours. Um, it's kind of a weird feeling. And I think the good thing is I'm excited to have food again. Even though it's been such a short period of time, I think the it makes me feel healthier that I'm not just relishing in that kind of like that hunger pain that makes you feel like just a little bit starving and you kind of think, okay, I'm, I've got this. I'm in control. Again, very unhealthy. But very common to kind of use that as a gauge to success in either losing weight or changing your diet, etc. Kind of reminds me of when I was pregnant and I had gestational diabetes and they couldn't control my blood sugar at all. Like at all, at all. I mean, insulin, monitoring, restrictions. I mean, I tried 
everything to to keep it in check and I still spiked all the time and it was incredibly frustrating because not just for me but for the endocrinologists I was working with because they could not predict a pattern I could have the same thing one day and be totally fine well below range and then have the exact same thing at the exact same time the next day and be spiking and when I remember they kind of talk about like oh what's your first meal like after you have like your kid and so my first meal I wanted to have an Italian grinder because obviously you can't have cold cuts while you're pregnant but for me, it was like a mix, and it became like a mix of like the cold cuts and the carbs, and just like all of it in general. And all I really, really wanted was to have a normal relationship with food again. And I thought pregnancy was going to be was kind of, I mean, they. make it seem so easy and just they kind of glamorize it a little bit on TV and in movies and that you can eat whatever you want you have cravings, you do all these things You're all, it's all about food again, it's our society's relationship with food and you're watching how much you gain and you're doing all this stuff but basically like you're gonna eat a whole bunch of weird shit and weird hours and it's gonna be that's just part of the pregnancy game and I did not find that like at all throughout any of my pregnancy because there was always something else going on I was pretty sick the first trimester I went through a weird phase where I couldn't eat meat in the second trimester. I can't explain it. I want something, cook something, and then look at it and be like, nope. And I guess that was Evie just telling me, nope. This is not what we want, so. And then I ended up with the blood sugar issues. And then trying to figure out what to eat became not just a challenge but a puzzle that had to keep you know had to keep keep me somehow upright and get enough in for my kid and maybe some leftover for me if I was lucky but we all have strange relationships with food a lot of us have strained relationships with food but I encourage you to keep kind of thinking about it and not obsessively but just think about how you react and how you how you cope with the change 
and if you're coping in a healthy manner. Now, for me, for this week, thinking about changing everything, I, even for a few days, was over and above with anxiety. It just was not um, something that I could (laughs) mentally handle, but I think getting through to the other side of it, I'll feel more confident in the fact that I am on a better track to having a better relationship with food in general because I think there was a time where there was a me that would have relished this challenge and kept kept going on you know maybe see if I could make it last a little longer drop a few pounds and this way it's I know I'm in a healthier place, but it is something that a lot of people struggle with. I struggle with a lot, and this was just something that came out of the blue that I didn't expect to have to actually think about, and I'm sure it will be worth it, and I'm sure it will all make sense later, but in my mind, and everything kind of being a little sleep deprived right now I just find it interesting that it came up and I kind of wonder how I'm going to react to everything else moving forward when it has to do with like a similar situation so I would hope that You all find a balance between what's healthy and what is required and what is helpful for you to think about when it comes to food. And we've got some great nutrition and health experts on our website under resources. We're adding more and definitely check them out because a lot of this is intertwined and there's so many pieces that go together between the anxiety and the disordered eating and the body dysmorphia and there's just so many pieces that connect that it's really a good plan to think of a plan and if you have more time to prep think about it, either write stuff down, journal about it, talk about it with your therapist beforehand so that you actually have a solid, um, a solid plan going into the whole thing. And let's hope maybe I get a little bit of sleep tonight, but if I don't, I will talk to you tomorrow and hopefully be feeling healthier and have something good and yummy in my stomach too.